A audience or W audience. So, of course, things happen that can, you know, I had a, I was sharing with someone this morning, and this is all in the action figure world, yeah? So, when I was young, when I looked in, I didn't feel, I didn't see anything, didn't find anything. I didn't have a sense of self, a strong sense. I had a lot of selfing, but it was very vacant there. And so, I saw you as things, yeah? I saw you as people, but when I looked in, I didn't see anything. So, I, a song and dance was started formulated quickly, yeah? And if you, if you see these new 3D things, you know, when they make these guns or they're doing these insoles I got the other day, there's no center, there's nothing they're wrapping around, it's just all these lines and then it looks like a shoe. That's sort of what it was like, yeah? Or like an onion, all it is is, is layers, there's no center. So, so what happened was, in that sense of this, there was always a suspicion because there was nothing there, and that suspicion bred a feeling of something was off, and in a sense, how my, this little conditional head took it, something was missing, right? Or wrong, and therefore that was bad. See, bad was, it was like a very weird moral thing. Could have had to do with my Irish grandmother, who brought me up, probably. But there was a sense of, I did something to make this wrong, yeah? So there was like this little, came like a shadow in my life, and I was looking, it provoked a irritability, restless, and discontent that uh, until I, you know, I didn't know what I was looking for, but when I found alcohol and drugs, I knew that was what I was looking for because it actually gave me relief from the obsession itself. So really, my drinking and using just reaffirms my managing skills. So my solution to this irritability, restlessness, and discontent was alcohol and drugs, which actually fueled the whole thing. And this has been a story in my whole life when I set out to correct something, I make it a bigger problem, yeah? It's just, it's just the way it goes. So, uh, I realized, so what happened with me, I went through whatever you go through. Uh, the type of person I was when I drank, I, had, I found out I had magnetic appeal, but very fast to people in uniform. So, I had a lot of consequences. I got run over twice and all these things. And it led me to a point after two years in this program of totally giving up. I lost all hope that things were going to get better, you know, absolutely none. Because I gave it my, my last good shot, went into Delancey Street for two years. They removed, they, they, they confined me away from alcohol and drugs. And actually I thrived in that setting. And they had told me, Though my period of being Mr. Hyde was rather long, I was going to be Dr. Jekyll from this point on, and I was hoping that was true, but as soon as I left there, that cocoon, as soon as I left their supervision, I started to feel that irritable restlessness of discontent, and the head piggybacks on it and starts uh, creating a story out of it, making a story, and that story was, I'd been missing something the last two years, yeah? I was missing a lot of fun, a lot of this, a lot of that. It was not factual at all. If it was a factual take, it would have been a missing getting arrested, getting run over by cars, overdosing, but it made it look like romantic junkets to nice faraway places like to the Rose and Thistle. <laughs> and to a lot of bathrooms, you know? So there weren't many long distance. Until San Francisco kicked me out of San Francisco. They gave me a bus ticket anywhere I wanted to go. I took it to Miami, and it was like a fucking hell. Three and a half days on a bus with tight black jeans. That's all I had, and a black t-shirt. It was hell. Hell, I tell you. So those are the things that happened. But uh, So what occurred is it all brought me to a point where I was totally hopeless. I was just trying to stay loaded until I could get high, you know? And... Uh, just really, oblivion seemed like a good choice. Because I really felt, because of that moral issue, I felt I was quite, quite bad. Yeah, the guilt and the shame was like a giant, damned fucking, like a Pacific Ocean full of guilt and shame. Yeah, and so the denial would keep it out. And I figured, I know I can't outrun it with these running shoes of drinking and using, but I can fucking delay it a little bit. So I went, you know, I got, 
I left that place, Delancey Street, got back into drinking and using, ended up, uh, after 10 months, in a total hopeless state of mind and body, seemingly hopeless, but at that point, it seemed really hopeless. And I was drinking myself into dumbness, you know? I just wanted to be, you know? You know, the action figure has its own drive. I was still alive. I had a lot of time on my hands. I just wanted to sort of much blank out as much as possible. And uh, I, was in the I was in the pursuit of that and something intervened, yeah? And I couldn't, I cannot believe that momentum of that titanic momentum of going down could turn. And that's what it happened. It happened in that couple day segment of time. This giant mo momentum just got turned by a power greater than anything I've met here. Because if my mother could have turned it, she would have. If the state could have turned it, it would have. If like behavioral modification could do it, it would have done it in Delancey Street. Nothing seemed to be able to do it. Yet, somehow or another, something up-downloaded and uh, just took out that radio ice, radioactive isotope of wanting to get out. I mean, it wasn't just an obsession. It was also a, a fucking huge urge, like, a, like an energetic urge. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next 30 years has just been the story of that titanic turning, really. And uh, my feeling is I was struck sober but sobriety, that event in and of itself would have dissipated in a day or two. But I was introduced to AA, a way to extend the sobriety into time and into this space. Yeah, I was introduced to that AA that next day. I wasn't looking for it. I never even really knew about it. If I would have had a choice and I was interested, I probably would have gone to NA, yeah, Narcotics Anonymous. But the fact is, I was trying to think, I was trying to talk this lady into getting loaded with me. She said, no way, Jose, you want a place to stay tonight, you gotta go to an AA meeting. So that's how I, and it was a men's meeting. She didn't even come in. She just dropped me off and then picked me up afterwards. But that was, that day, that little meeting, so there's the sobriety downloaded, and then how to extend that society, that sobriety appeared the next day. So I didn't get sober by the vehicle of sobriety. I got, got struck sober, and then AA was shown to me as the vehicle of sobriety. Yeah, because a lot of people have moments of clarity at 10 in the morning, and they're gone at 11 a.m., yeah? So, but AA, AA provided like the rails, so this train could fucking choo-choo-choo along. So in this process, I try to go back when I got sober, I try to go back to the only things that had ever worked in my life, which was quote unquote spiritual stuff. When I was in this, from 20 to 24, I, I was introduced to a spiritual teacher, Guru. And the wanting to know God at that point was sufficient enough to keep me from drinking and using. I maybe had a couple of Heinekens in four years, yeah? So I was basically a heavy user at that point, but then I crossed the line. So I try to go back to meditation, Tai Chi. I used to do massage and polarity, all the stuff. I started trying to do that. And then I got, I meet, and then I was curious. I went to Thailand. I got back into Buddhism, started doing that. Didn't want a guru anymore. I felt that didn't work. But Buddhism is pretty open-ended. It melds well with AA. So I started doing that for years, going over there like 13 years and uh, going on retreats and everything, and giving it a damn good shot, you know? Meditating and stuff like that, all with the baseline of a way of life based on AA's principles, yeah? This would allow all the other, without this soil, no flowers were gonna bloom. Annuals, perennials, none of that. I Here, you know, in this manifesting place. So I had that soil down, planting some different shit, Buddhism seemed to go well. I got introduced to Course of Miracles, all this stuff. But then, and I went on retreats, two-week retreats, three-week retreats, meditating like 13 hours a day, everyday practice, you know, denying people's love and attention because, hey, I'm practicing, you know, it's really insane. Someone wants to love you. No, I don't have time for that. 
get back to me at one, you know. It's just insane. Insane. <laughs> because I'm telling you, the root of the problem is identification as self. This is my humble opinion. It's not obsession with self. The mental state obsesses with self to reinforce the identification. Because you know why? It's not a good bond. Bonding no thing to something, bonding, let's say, spiritual to thingness, doesn't really hold. If the uh, glue's applied a lot, if you look at it at any given moment, it looks like it's so. But it's always having to be applied, yeah? Because the spirit is not a body. Yeah? And, and to attempt to get to the spirit through the body or as the body is going to fail because what's going to be emphasized in that journey is the body, not spirit. So there's a, I want to be, I want to know God, but then the emphasis is on knower of God, knower of God, knower of God, knower of God, and then God maybe, then knower of God. So it's all really all about you. Yeah? So this, so I was in nine years sobriety, all this was happening, and I heard this message that I'm sharing, or the underpinning of when I share at AA. I've learned not to say it obviously at meetings because it's amazing. People will hear me speak at an A meeting, love it. If I tell them to go to Zen Bitch Slap, I never see them again. <laughs> I'm saying the exact same thing, but as, if it comes in the package of something familiar to them, hey, I dig it. But if it's a new foreign package, oh no. So whatever, you know. Because I thought it was great news. I was I thought it was gonna be heralded in the program. <laughs> it didn't go that way. <laughs> So if you follow what we say in recovery, you got to get at least get the right diagnosis. Yeah. So a vague little direction is the problem resides in the mind. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to get a little, you know, you get a little like Google Map instead of them, instead of your mom. It's the problem resides. Wow. So we're here. All right. So how is the problem manifesting or expressing? You can say the problem resides in the mind. Where? You know, this little closet or no. It's in the activity of thought, yes. It's in the interpretation of perceptions. It's in the interpretation of feelings. And well, how does it do it? So let's say you see, for people who've had alcoholism or have it, and, it has, and its effects have been subdued, they have a, it's a great, amount of information they have because you'll see it it has it's a foreign installment it's a parasitical movement and just like any parasite it doesn't have a life but we give it the opportunity to have a life yeah so the parasite knowing it's hostile and it's not a parasite it's an activity a mental parasitical movement but to picture it as something other than you goes a long way much farther than words to picture it to have a feeling that which you've been so intimately calling you isn't, there's a lot of possibility there. A lot of possibility. So, problems residing there. So what is it doing? So this parasite, like a big fang bug, if it landed on you one time, you'd knock it right off, right? If it landed on you 80 times, you'd knock it right off. Well, when it comes to hostility to the host, alcoholism is pretty freaking fucking severe. I mean, so it has to have a great strategy to convince the host not to throw it off because your natural reaction would be to knock the shit out. But so the parasitical movement talks to you as you. It, it, it appears, it implies through the thoughts that it's you speaking to you. And it gets to such an extreme that you will want to start loving you. There's no two yous. There's not one you. There's no one home, now you have two of them. I'm trying to learn how to love myself. Who the hell is learning how to love and what self are you live loving? All I see is this. So we're stuck with this split mind that's incredibly insane because the body just was looking for physical comfort, really. And the mind's looking for something else. And to get them on the same page is ridiculous to me. It's wasted. All right, so the thought system. 
If you look at the thought system, just see it. It's, it's been pounding at your shore your whole freaking life. Yeah? It's been hitting the shore of consciousness your whole life. What are the... What do the thoughts... How do the thoughts see you? They see you as a body. When you're thought about four years ago, you're thought about as a body. You can't say, oh, here's a picture of spirit in Hawaii 2007. Where? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, oh, there's me. There's Paul in Hawaii 2007. Yes, Paul represented as what? As a body. Yeah? So the thought system, the thought system where the problem resides, takes you and I as a body. Right there and there. Yeah? Takes you as a body. All right. Then, all right. What do you rely on a lot of time? Memories. How are you pictured in memories as a body? Yeah. And perceptions. So what do these eyes see? Things. Yeah. I'm relying on a perceptual apparatus. I'm relying on my, the thoughts. I'm relying on the interpretation of feelings, where every feeling that happens through this is called mine. Somehow I become the owner of a feeling that I didn't generate. And if you don't believe you didn't generate it, listen to people share when they go, oh, I didn't want to feel that. So they come up after the feeling. The feeling happens, and then they have an opinion about it. See? See it. It's not, if you can see its activity, it'll blow away the idea that it's a noun. It's not a noun. Yeah? It's an activity. So the thoughts the perceptions, the memories, see us as a body. Yeah. So basically, we're relying on that. So what do they say? Why are you in so much fear today, in, in page 66 or 67? Thank God he doesn't let us answer. The book would have been about five volumes of fucking stories, all missing the point. Yeah. Why are you in so much fear today? I don't know why. Please, you know, pray tell. I'm in. A, I'm open. I'm such. You know, I'm malleable. I've been beaten to a pulp. All right. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Okay. So now, I'm giving fear a lot, of, a lot of creds for affecting a lot of shit. But what's causing fear? It's self-reliance. All right. Go back to what self-reliance looks like. A great belief in the thoughts that are occurring. You're believing the thoughts that are occurring. And most of the thoughts that are occurring are truly about what's not happening. So when someone comes here, let's say today, Saturday, and they're totally flipped out, it very rarely was made up by this Saturday. It was last week or next week, yes? So we're basically, you know, when you were a kid, I was living life, life was happening, and then suddenly introspection showed up, and then narration, and then life was happening to me. That's it. That's the, tr that's the switcheroo. So here's this parasite riding you, riding you, but every time it expresses itself. So there's a statement, page 64, and it's applied to everything. See, this is the, one of the dilemmas of AA, is that it's been pigeonholed for only addicts and alcoholics. Everyone's recovering from something, because they all, everyone has been saddled with a self-centered view of life. To some, AA, alcoholism just amplifies that self-centeredness. But everyone, the basic thing that alcoholism affixes to is self-centeredness, and everyone's in it, yeah? And then that self-centeredness, for you to feel like you're you here, you gotta be remembered all fucking day, thinking about the past, and you're getting, and you also get remembered as self by worrying about the future. That's what it does. It goes, I was, I will be, therefore I am. So it replaces your conscious contact and gives you a freaking story. Now, a lot of us, it doesn't work well, but we can't get out of self as the self. We don't see that we're identified with the problem. So the problem wants to leave the problem. That's a big, a freaking problem. Yeah? This is the dilemma. So, all right. It's okay. So now you see, and you go to recovery. It's so obvious. You go to meetings for months. You're in there with a thick shell of terminal uniqueness. No, no one's felt like I have. No one thinks like I do. No one's done the things I've done. And then you're listening to people for months, and you can only come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts? So they're not my thoughts. 
Yeah. What happens if they're not your thoughts? Find out. You're gonna get you're gonna get some damn good relief. Because the thoughts that are ruining your life, it isn't the thought that's doing it. It's the my of the thought. Stanley's thoughts aren't ruining your life. But the same thoughts that are driving Stanley crazy, held as Stanley's, would drive you crazy, held as yours. It's the my, that's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is an activity, bonded to the idea of being the feeler of the feelings, the thinker of the thoughts, the actor of the actions. That's where it is. Yeah. And so what happens. So you come into recovery, and then you find a higher power, and you start giving all gratitude to that higher power, for doing all this stuff for you. But you don't see the same thing was happening with the parasitical takeover. The parasitical takeover was expressing through you just like you think the higher power is expressing for you. But you call the parasite's expressions yours where you don't call God's expressions yours. That's the bondage of self. It's an activity. If you think it happened, you miss it. It's happening. It's a possibility. Yeah? If your attention and interest is wedded to thoughts, you're going to produce a lot of anxiety. And you're not going to be able to solve the anxiety because it's coming from what's not happening. How can I fix a problem that's in three weeks from now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it can't be, you know. Just can't, you know, massage it. There's nothing to massage. I wanted. I always joke with the people that come. You know, I, if I really wanted to make money, I'd become a psychiatrist, and my specialty would be what's not happening. So I'd have uh, everyone would sign up for an hour, hour of visit. But I know it would. You know, I'd have 60 people signed up in one day. Like Mr. Smith, 12 o'clock. Mrs. Smith, 12 5 Mr. Jones, 12:08. Mrs. Jones, 1211, you know, because as soon as they came in and started bitching about what's not happening, I would go, that's not happening. See you next week. Because <laughs> truly, that's the solution. Now, if there's a net, if it's chronic and it's extending for a long time, get the fucking skillful means. But what's the greatest thing about having skillful tools is when you don't need to use them. That's the, that is the goal of tool use so that you don't need the tool. Not to become a master of doing inventories, I want to be free from the need to do inventories. Just, yeah, so. so what happened is, this message, nine years sobriety, this message in certain circles is called non-duality, yeah? Very simple, non-duality means not to, yeah? So it's, it's not a philosophy, it's a sort of like a fact in a way. You entertain it, and if it sort of makes sense and it gains traction, it will illuminate whatever path you're on. It is not a path to illumination, but let's say AA is your path here, this non-duality will illuminate the path and will reveal a whole lot more in what's offered in AA than you were seeing before. Because you'll now see the parasitical movement as foreign to you, yeah? You will not be, so when, the, like we say in the statement, page 64, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, like right now, yeah? It doesn't say I was convinced or I will be convinced. Being convinced, it's used a lot in the book. So there's certain, there's certain requirement for the next understanding. You have to be convinced that any life run on self-will will not be successful. You know, how do you get convinced by living life on self-will and having an unsuccessful life? You just check out the evidence. It's not like a big leap, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I got it. So, but all right, so being convinced that self, yeah, which to me means this feeling of being the doer, the thinker, the haver, the loser, the one who got it, the one who has an ego, the one who loses the ego. It's, it's not ego I'm talking about. It's a sense of ownership or cause or creator that is misplaced because we're not, yeah? So there's that sense. So it says being convinced that self, 
manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah? All right. So you look at it. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways has defeated us. So he separates the two. So he's calling something, so let's say an activity or a parasitical movement, let's call that self, yeah, is defeating all of us. Yeah? So there's sort of like this is defeating all of us. It's not us. It, if it was us, he would have said, being convinced that Paul, Mary, Jim, Steve, and a million alcoholic names manifesting in all these ways defeated Jim, Paul, Steve, and a million other names. He's talking two different things. He says self and us, yeah? So it's not the same. So being convinced that self manifesting in all these different ways is what has defeated us, what? We will look at its, meaning self's, common manifestations. This is the, this is the fourth step. All right, in the next paragraph it says resentment. Yeah. All right, so if you follow the logic, resentment and fear and pursuing what you want in a very weird way and harming others, yeah, those are manifestations of self in our lives. Yeah? Now, this to me is a perfect example, the perfect diagnosis of the real activity, the real bondage of self, is when fear and resentments and harms done to others or whatever appear through us, we call them ours, yeah? We call, that's my resentment, that's my fear, you see? How can they be yours if they're, mani if they're a manifestation of self? We're the us, yeah? Self is taking us over and is manifesting through us and we're in a trance of identification, so when its expressions manifest through us, we call them ours, which is gonna do what? Keep promoting the identification as self. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole diagnosis <laughs> to me. What, what do you do? Nothing. Because if you start, it's like the statement in the A, you gotta quit playing God. Very important. If you look at AA as a linear process, yeah, which seems to be, first would be more important than next. And the biggest concept of AA is the third step, but what comes before that and says first is you gotta quit playing God. So what the hell is playing God? I'm, I'm saying it's that parasitical movement. It's talking to us as us. So what happened for me, so, So it says, quit playing God. This is the dilemma. All right, so if that which is playing God hears that and then goes, oh, I gotta stop playing God, that's, that which is playing God, trying to stop playing God, is playing God ad infinitum. You can't get out of that little formulation. That's why it said first, because if it isn't, and you think you did the third step, yeah, which is the next thing, that you that's masquerading as the one who has surrendered will probably believe it can take it back. Yeah? So I'll surrender about every topic, but not meeting a babe, I'll take that back. Yeah? So basically it's like, all right, God now is a small kid in the park and you're the big kid, you give him the bag of candy. Okay, kid, little kid, hold this. And every time you want it, give me back those fucking candy. What's the bigger God in that equation? The God you're surrendering to, or the God that thinks it's surrendering? I don't know, it smacked me pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it explained everything, that statement we have in recovery, self can't get out of self, because it described most of my behavior since I've been six years old. I was trying to get out of the problem as the source of the problem. That's why nothing ever fucking worked. It had nothing to do with my efforting. I did a damn good job. Hey, you know, there's a lot of paths trying to get out of self. Spirituality is one of them. Now, I could maybe have a lot of holes in my spiritual resume, but if you looked at drug addiction, I was a perfect de devotee to drug addiction. I would. I would compare my devotion to drugs with any great devotee in the history, like fucking Mother Teresa, I'd be right up there. I love fucking cocaine. I gave everything to it. I gave everything of yours I could get to it. If I try to leave it, I was bummed out completely, yeah? 
and I gave it the best shot, and you know what? Self cannot get out of self, because there is no self to get out of. It's a freaking activity that is, we're entertaining the idea of self. And then it switches a route, and now you think it's self as you is entertaining all the other ideas you meet. But we're being entertained by the idea of self. Hey, I'm not happy I saw this. I would have been better off if I didn't, because I would have had some kind of career. I could help people in a systemized way and get a check every month. But it didn't work out that way. Because I feel you are what you're looking for. All you need to do, the AA pro program is for the action figure. It's for this. This thing, it doesn't, it turns like a Ford that goes off the road. It's gotta be corrected and maintained so it can continue on and not destroy shit all day, yeah? But the spirit isn't under any form of maintenance. It's in and of itself complete right now. So what happens when this finds a way of life, the attention and interest which is being demanded by all the shit going on here, and self-centeredness, we were talking about it last week. If you look at pictures of saints, they have that halo, Halo is just attention and interest. What we have is alcohols and alcoholics, it's down here. It's all, we're being worshiped. We're being devoted to. It needs to, if you see, if you see this isn't you, then naturally it'll lift off. And then this is open wide and a lot of downloads come through this hole. This is all like a ticket tape about Paul all day. It's like watching the stock market of Paul. <laughs> if she likes me, my stock went up. If she doesn't, it went down. It's insane. So there is a freedom, but first of all, see this is why sometimes if the head hears this message, this is what I run into a lot. Well, if there is no self, then I don't have to do the steps. Well, then you'll be drunk as an action figure. Yeah? There are two different things that are being pointed at. There's the inherent condition, which is not of thingness, which we are, and then there's the appearance that we seem to be involved with, which is this, and this needs a way of life. This needs a purpose. This needs principles, because it's confronted with an unbelievable task. It's in a volatile situation, amongst volatile situations, and it's trying to feel okay, and it has a lot of time. Yeah, so I can feel great at 9.01, but 9.06, I could be in hell. It can go that fast. So I need to have something. You can't find stability out here. The stability comes from what we're of. So this has been entertaining me since the ninth year, pretty dramatically, and you know what? I would say, let's say that's 21 years of traveling as the action figure. I have to admit that traveling lighter has stabilized, yeah? I didn't get what I thought I was gonna get, which is, oh, fucking great loving gazes and everything else. But what I got was, not that everything's great, but whatever life has in store for me, I travel lighter over it. And after 20 something years of traveling like that, I hit a point which is, what more do you freaking want as this, yeah? So I don't look for, like there's a great master, Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. If you found out what you're not, you'd realize what you are. And you are, let's say, more God-like than you can imagine. Because you're giving, what other than a, what you would call a God can make shit out of nothing? No dog is flipping out about next week. No dog is worrying, will I be playing fetch next week? No, it's, it's encased in the moment because it hasn't entertained any insane idea it could be in the past or future, which our head has. So most people are occupied by yesterday and tomorrow. That's slavery to me. So, yeah, that's that with that. And non-duality is a fact. It's just seeing not to. Yeah. Not to, what does that mean in us? What it means in us is when you're thought about as an object and then you're thinking, you're the thinking, yeah? You're the thinker and at the next moment, you're the object of thought. We're, we're in a subject-object tumbler all day. 
We're dualism. We're the essence of dualism. Yeah? We've got, we think we're the thinker, and then we're thought about all day as an object. So the subject is expressing, and then there's an object. And we mix the two up all freaking day. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah, it's pretty good, eh? <laughs> and it's just a spiritual shoe. Like, you came here, yeah? We put out some shoes. If they fit, wear them. So, to me, one of the biggest avalanches of download was self can't get out of self. It's an unbelievable statement because in some incredible levels of spirituality, those are some of the highest statements. That you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, big mind, to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Exact saying, in a way, that's, that run-of-the-mill dog shit level AA has, which is self can't get out of self. Because people probably discovered that's what they were doing most of the time. They've been trying to get out of the problem with the problem. So what happens? If you see you're not that, really, that's that. If you keep looking from it, you're going to be trying to get out of it your whole life. You'll just switch to spiritual addiction, which is similar to drug addiction. Actually, spiritual addiction is a little slimier, yeah? Because at least with drug addiction, they can provide, they can perform an intervention on you. But no one's going to come up to you in a meeting like this and go, hey, you've had too many spiritual talks. Put that fucking DVD down. Let's go. No, it's going to go on and on and on and on. You'll spend tons of money and you'll fucking go nowhere. Yeah, so there you have it. And none of this means anything. It's the spirit of it. But you know, it's nice to offer an understanding. You know, there's vision and view. View is understanding, vision is being, yeah? Being is the natural state, and an understanding is sort of about the natural state in, com in comparing or in interfacing with this event, yeah? It's helpful. It can add like 10,000 miles on your tread, so to speak, but it really isn't it. You are what you're looking for. That thing that's looking out of all of us right now that seeing, that hearing, that feeling, that tasting, that's touching, is not seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's consciousness. It's something that knows. And it's in the act of knowing. And if you notice it, when it's in the act of knowing through us, it seems we have no volition over it. I can't say what I'm going to see today. Yeah? If I say I don't want to see a bird, and I'm outside, and I'm looking out there, I may see a bird. Yeah? So there's no volition when it comes to conscious contact. So truly, what actually is first in our life as this is conscious contact. What's next is the body identification. So if you put the horse in front of the cart, the whole trip makes sense, much more sense than trying to direct from the cart and keep trying to push the horse. Yeah. So there, any questions? And of course, the head's going to go home and think about it. That's some shame. <laughs> yes. The thinking about it will neuter it right there. That's how you have stillborn messages. Once you feel like you're the one who heard the message, which is the claiming, it neuters the message. It's like unbelievable. Yeah.
Yes. Well, you know, if you feel overmatched, service is the best way. You have to, there's tried and true skillful means in recovery to pull the attention out of that orbit, yeah? And after a while, when it becomes a possibility, it'll become sort of the norm. You'll be very, it won't be like a big tug of war to get out of it. There'll be sort of an opening and you'll be flowing out, yeah? And then the thing is, everything that's talking to you as you isn't you. So that thing that has a story, you've been like this for 20 something years, that is not you telling you what's happening. It's the foreign installment. Yes, that's all it is. This is the dilemma. In the act of being identified, you don't know it while you're in the act. Yeah, just, but see now, some, knowing doesn't work. That's why you need to do the other stuff. <clears throat> but you're in, it says, perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. And so <clears throat> by taking an action that goes against its logic, like helping another person when you think you should be cons consumed with what's happening with you, will pull that attention and interest. This isn't the stock version of it. When you were a kid, your imagination was very enriching. Now it's been claimed by the selfing and it's making nightmarish fucking future forecasts. When you were a kid, you were going off, yeah? This isn't a natural thing. It's habitual, yeah? <clears throat> so if, if you just give it a few possibilities or examples of getting out, it may get more into that groove, yeah? Because why? the feeling of uh, availability and, and presence is is that. It's that that uh, marathon runner left that let out of the closet. Yeah, you're yes. see if the mental state leaves you out, it just leads you into the hallway and shit and fans. But if the higher power lets you out, that's like free ranging. Yes, yes. And then you're enriching yourself and others at the same time, which is mind boggling. it out of you but it doesn't put it in it pulls it out so certain activities I do tease that beauty out they're not putting the beauty in so when I can't surf I'm not bereft of fucking joy the joy is here yeah and then certain things tease it out more than others but after a while you're the source of the joy you're the source and then the idea truly is the mental state has been on a vacation in self you live in Hawaii all the time. You're in a paradise, almost a paradisical condition, truly. You're, the head has been going on vacations of me, I, self. <laughs> you stop, you gotta stop going to that travel agent. Because <laughs> it's sending you to fucking little local stops of hell. Right? They got nice palm trees, but it sucks. Yeah, see you just switch it around. But see, I believe we have the ability to outshine circumstances and situations, not be defined by them. But not as the mental state, but as what we are. Yeah, yeah. so basically, this whole message of AA that combined with non-duality brought me to the point of basically the only way I can get a sense of what I am. See, when it comes to what we are, there's only one possibility, and that's being it. Yeah. You can't study it, you can't know it, 
you can't experience it, but you can study what you're not, you can know what you're not, and you experience what you're not all day, yeah? But what you are, the only possibility is being it, and we are being it at all times. We just don't think so, basically. And we have faith and thought, so the faith and thought causes to seem to be not obvious to us, yeah? Then we try to make it obvious, which even makes it more unobvious. Because again, this is the trick. This is what they discovered in uh, great master, Ramana Maharshi said, there's a presupposing of this non-existent thing, yeah? So this isn't existing, it's animated, yeah? The puppet in the puppet show does not exist. It's animated by the person who's pulling the strings. When you're at the show and all you're seeing is that, it looks like the puppet, if the lighting is good, is animated, right? So the puppet could have self-centeredness, says, I'm, I'm the greatest puppet, whatever. But it's, it's animated. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing or wants to get a pair of pants for the non-existent thing or wants to get a good coffee for the zillions of things. And he says, all right, if that's the case, your spiritual practices themselves will be used to reinforce the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? This is the dilemma of spirituality. The dilemma of spirituality is when you try to get out of a place, you give it a reality of being someplace. That's how powerful you are. So while by us wanting to get out of the prison, we picture the prison. See, the th see, if you want to get out of somewhere, you've given it a meaning of being real, yes? That giving the meaning of being real is what captures you, and its expression is wanting to get out. So the bigger in is wanting to get out. Yeah. What happened with me with the idea of self, I, when I, this hit me in nine years in AA, I saw that self was something other than me. And as soon as I saw that, it explained to me I had been trying to be free as it. It had taken freedom and these noble longings and mutated it into a bigger reflection of itself. So I was trying to be free as a self when the freedom is from it. And being because it's not so, nor will it ever be so, nor was it ever so, the freedom is inherently available at all times. If you, to escape a non-existent thing takes no time. To vanquish a non-existent thing takes no time. It doesn't exist. And you don't have to go back to see if it came back to life. It never was alive. The freedom is inherently available before the bondage. You see there's no one to be bound, though bonding appears, and it seems as real as real can be when we think we're bound. In fact, there is no bondage if you see it from spirit. Therefore, there's no drive to get out of bondage, and that's being out of bondage. The, how, uh, be, how being out of self looks like? No effort or thought. That's being out of self. You look like, how could that guy ever get out of self? He's not trying at all. Bammo, exactly. <laughs> because the same thing with being in the moment. You're not trying to get into the moment. You realize you can't be out of any moment. So, oh, you always look like you're in the moment. <laughs> no, because I've, not because I found a methodology I have to practice every day. I've realized I can't be out of a moment. My whole drive was to get out of thousands of moments. Were they successful? No. Why? Because you can't get out of an imaginary place. This is the... This whole thing was, the whole thing I believed was put on its head for years. And you know, it's like when you take your pants off, you think you got everything out of the pocket, and then, and then all the chains, that's exactly what it was like. I thought, everything, I understand everything. Shit just kept coming out. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. More was revealed. <laughs> my wanting to get out is my being in. <laughs> I wanted to get out of self so much, I was I'm completely up the ass of self, where I needed a divine proctologist that could only pull me out for maybe five minutes and up there. And I had stories, oh, it's been like this. 
the stories are, are they're the glue the mental state's trying to apply. They want you to believe this is historical. They want you to believe you're never going to get out of it. They want, they want you to believe you're powerless. It's taking all the light of your sun and casting it on its image of its moon. And you're worshiping the moon like a sun. It's a re fucking reflection. We're the sun. We're sun worshipers that have become moon worshipers. We're worshiping ourselves in a fucking distorted way. An image, a fucking projection. How could you ever think that this could handle being the center of the universe? Yeah, well, like they say, in, you know, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And I would look at me and go, man, there's very little parking. And the kingdom, they all have to parallel. No, it's, it's not the you, this, that he was talking about. The kingdom of heaven and everything is in you. You that you are. You're the context, the whole context, and this is all content. So, yes, that's that. So here we pay, we pass the basket because we, you know, pay rent, obviously.